You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 267 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday. It, uh, I gotta say, folks, it uh, it snuck up on me. I, I legit thought while we were sitting there eating supper tonight that it was Monday. And I all of a sudden I looked at, I, I don't know, something came on, the, it must have been the news or something. They said, oh, it's Tuesday. And I'm like, yeah, what? It, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Tuesday. I'm like, I gotta record something. So here we are, uh, now at nine o'clock at night. Um, but I have a few things. I had some stuff written down, um, kind of, uh, been a kind of weird, wow, the last couple of weeks has been a little, little out there, uh, a little different. Um, um, as everybody knows, I had talked about on previous episodes that, uh, my wife went in for surgery and everything else. And, <clears throat> and, uh, on, well, I would have, I recorded, okay. Sunday's episode that came out this past Sunday's episode that came out, I recorded on Saturday. So I said, yeah, I was thanking everybody for getting a hold of me and she's doing fine. And we're, you know, she's coming back and everything else. And it's all good. Well, I jinxed it, I guess. I should have knocked on wood. But Sunday, uh, in the morning, she's in incredible pain again and just wants to know what's going on. So we go into emergency again for another six hours, and it turns out she has now has an infection. Uh, so I uh, I jinxed it, I guess, by going on. Maybe I'm jinxing it again by saying it on the air. So uh, the last couple of days, I have not got, I haven't been at work. Um and it's been a little, obviously, touch and go around here. Uh, she's feeling much better today. Um, and, you know, they gave her the meds for the swelling and everything. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what else, to, what more to say at this point. Uh, 
you know, so, uh, so the last, really the last two weeks have sort of been a blur and we were just kind of laughing. We can't get over just how fast the days have gone by and like, what day is it? What's happening? And, uh, cause something like when something like this happens, um, everything sort of gets put on hold. Um, you know, I, you know, I probably, I probably could have went to work today, but it's kind of like, well, I don't know what if something happened, you know, and it's just like, you know, I have a million sick days and vacation days, so it wasn't a big deal. So I'm stayed home. So, I mean, I haven't, well, I guess I work Saturday, but I was going to say, I haven't been to work in like five to six days, but, um, yeah. So anyway, um, for those asking, um, <laughs> well, hopefully she's out of the woods now. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm glad, although I'm really happy, um, that we went in on Sunday and, uh, you know, they could identify that there was an infection and, 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 um, you know, and, and set the course to straightening that out, uh, instead of just, uh, you know, I sit on the, suck it up and drink some water. You'll be all right. And you know, whatever. So, um, I'm glad we went in and got that, uh, got that taken care of. And, uh, hopefully, um, like I said, the last two days, uh, she's been good, uh, feeling a lot better. And, uh, I think the meds are working and everything. So knock on wood, we can uh, get back to normal here and uh, she can get back at it. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that's what's been going on here. So um, I had talked to a few guys that I was going to get as guests and everything else. Kind of talked to a couple of them, said, uh, you know, I'm a little behind here. Obviously, my mind has been elsewhere. Um, I'll get back to you at a later date with everything. Um <clears throat> I was sitting, um, well, I mean, obviously the last few days I've had a lot of time to, to, uh, either sitting in emergency rooms waiting or sitting. So as things have scrolled, I've sort of like taken notes and, you know, so I'm like, well, I'll just have some stuff written down in case any, if I do an episode. Um, so I do have some stuff today. Um, like I said, I don't think I'm going to talk for long today. But um, I do have some stuff I want to talk about. And I have a list. Tim's excited. I haven't done a list for a while. This is kind of a unique list. It is the top five Philadelphia Phantoms fighters of all time. It was sent to me. So I'm looking forward to getting to it. Because the Phantoms have such a great history. So, um, yes, I am looking forward to getting to Because, again, with these lists, I don't look at them ahead of time. Though I discover them with you, the listeners. Because then the reaction is genuine, right? So, um, yeah, so we will discover that list together. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be at the end of the show. Um, just, like I said, some odds and ends. And uh, although I did have to go to Dollarama today. And I bought some hockey cards. As you can hear, I have a package of 1990 score. Yes, the infamous score package. Uh, we call it Chasing Lindros. That is, of course, with the famous Eric Lindros future superstars card in there that at the time everybody was looking for. So we'll see what we can find in the uh, 1990 score pack. But um, before we get into that, um, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. Um all the NHL teams are represented, so whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. And then, of course, for my, oh, look at, I'm getting, uh, te- well, there's old Scott in Fort Wayne sending me a text message here right while I'm on the air. It won't come on the air, but he'll text me. Scott, you're disrupting my show. <clears throat> okay. Um, for my off-network friends, of course, I got Alec over the, the Five for Fighting podcast. Oh, and the, I'm telling you, folks, the miracles don't stop. He actually released an episode. 
The Carrie Toporowski episode special is now out for your consumption on all major platforms. And uh, yours truly, I talked about that, although, I, as Alec pointed out, it's been so long since we recorded it, I forgot what we talked about. But we do talk about the difference between VHS and beta tapes and porn. Uh, as part of the Carrie Toporowski special. So, you know, it's a high-end, we're talking it's a high-end special here. So I, I encourage you to check out, <coughs> check out the episode. But myself and Jay, you're real luminaries, me and Jay. Yeah, we, he really went all out for the budget on that one. Uh, but he did get Mark McFarland, uh, and, for, and some former teammate topics to, uh, uh, to talk or uh, former teammates to talk about it. So, um, like I said, my my life's been a whirlwind here the last few days, so I haven't had a chance to listen to anything. But um, I'm going back to work tomorrow, so I will have that in the truck. Stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Okay, yes, I will have that for tomorrow as well as uh, Joe Lazito at the Knuckles Nordiques Knuckles podcast. He released his part two of the Trevor Steenberg interview. Um, so yeah, I got more stuff to listen to. Well, look at this. I got a bunch of stuff. I'm going to tune into, um, yeah, so definitely check out those shows. Um, also if you're on the YouTubes, as my mom calls it, um, check out the, uh, the five for fighting YouTube channel. Of course he has been battling YouTube left and right, but it's a new channel that he just put up here recently. Again, he's back at it. He's going to rebound. He's a comeback and he's been putting up, uh, basically like fight fan videos that get sent to him and stuff from the East coast league. And, uh, yeah, so he's been doing that and I know trying to get his, uh, subscriber count back up. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't have to rehash the whole, um, you know, his first account going down and everything. And he was so close to a thousand subscribers. He had so much good stuff on there. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, all it did was piss off fans and players. And so I don't, uh. But such is the world of copyright, I guess. Um, like I said, I guess we won't keep going on about it. But yeah, that sucks. But uh, but give his new channel a, a look-see. And uh, if you could hit the subscribe button. As I always say, with any, with any YouTube channel or uh, podcast. doesn't. I'm not just saying with mine, but with anything you listen to. Like I always say, for the sake of helping out. It's the littlest thing that you can do. And it helps out the creator a huge a huge deal. It's a huge deal to the creator. If, if all you have to do on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, and like I said, all you have to do for these podcasts is just review it. Um, and no one, you don't need a four cent. You don't have to write a right warm piece in the comment section. You don't even have to hit anything, or just excellent, or thumbs up, and then hit the star rating. That's all you have to do. Just or just hit the star rating. That's all you have to do. Um, and it's a it, it's a big deal to the creators. So again, I'm not just saying this for myself, but. For any show or any YouTube thing that you watch, if you could do that, believe me, it's it's a big deal. Um, but yes, and uh, and like I said, with Joe's show, everything. Um, now, as far as YouTube channel goes, like I said, with Alex, check that one out. Um, Five in a game. It's a new one out. That's with Jordan. That was on, he was on my show a uh, last, couple weeks back. We talked about the Quebec Junior scene back in the '90s, early 2000s. Well, he has kind of started up. He, from that, he has started up a YouTube channel, and he's uploaded a few fights. Uh, but he kind of, but he's been uploading. He just started, um, so he's only got a few videos. But he uh, started with kind of little eight, ten minute uh, bio pieces, a little bit. On uh, first one was on Samuel Duplain, and the last one here was on the all time Quebec Junior penalty minute leader Mark Andre Waugh. 
And, uh, yeah, and he just talks about some of the fights and some little antidotes and stuff. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's like a little 10 minute video on YouTube. So definitely give his, uh, if you could give his channel a look and like I said, subscribe, check out his content. Um, yeah, it's, it's some cool shit. And, uh, I know he's, uh, he's starting up another biography one here, uh, because we talked about it last night. I won't throw the guy's name out, but, uh, yeah, that should be a fun video. And, and like I said, anytime, um, I always try to support, because I had support well when I started too. Um, anytime someone's going to create something, I, I appreciate that. And it's like, and, and I think it should be, um, um, fostered, um, in, in far, as far as that goes. So, um, yeah, five in a game on YouTube. Check it out. He's doing good work over there. Like I said, just starting out, but you know, everyone starts with one video, right? So, um, yeah, as we go on, I mean, I'm sure he'll get into it more and more, but, uh, yeah, I'm digging it so far. And then finally, uh, as the uh, Jay from Iowa, like I said, the man on the Toporowski special, um, he also has a YouTube channel that he's been doing for over a decade. Uh, and it's D, like the letter D, D skunk. I forgot to ask him what that means. I keep saying that for the last like three episodes. I got to ask him what it means. Um, but lately he's just been uploading the Southern Pro Hockey League. Um, I mean, he's the only one doing that. Um, you know, so he's, he's taking care of that, but, uh, for the last, like I said, 10, 15 years, he's been putting up old Quad City stuff from when they were in the, uh, IHL and the American League. And I mean, he goes way back to the Wrecker and McIntyre and Jonathan Tremblay and all those guys. So definitely check out, go down the rabbit hole of his, of his channel. I, you'll dig it. There's some great old, um, r- rare minor league pieces on his, on his uh, channel. And, uh, cause like I said, don't, there's no video out there of any of this stuff other than what Jay's done. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're an old minor league fight guy like myself, uh, that is some gold right there on that channel. So definitely. And again, hit subscribe button and, uh, go down the rabbit hole. You'll dig it. He does a good job. Um, and he did ask me the other yesterday, and I know I brought it up before and I've talked about it and we've, I've done it how many years now about the minor league mayhem tournament. Um, yes, I am going to do the tournament. Um, I'm probably going to wait till after Christmas now because I think, what do they go for like 12 days? I mean, we're going to start running into Christmas here. And I definitely don't want to do a tournament during, on like Christmas. Here, hold on. I got to go put this tournament up here on Christmas day over at the in-laws. Maybe that's not a bad idea, but, uh, uh, no, I kid, but, um, so I think I'll wait until after Christmas and into the new year. Um, but yes, there is a minor league mayhem tournament coming. Um, and I think, I am going to actually do it on Facebook this year. Um, Twitter is just dead. There is nothing happening on Twitter anymore. And um, Facebook has a lot more engagement from what I can tell. And uh, But I can't seem to put up voting polls on my own personal channel. So I think I'm going to do it in the Enforcer Appreciation Group. I'm going to do the minor league tournament. And... Um, yeah, and I think that should actually some attract some members as well. So, um, but yeah, that's where that'll be happening. Um, I think, but it'll definitely be happening. But, uh, yes. Well, there we go. Um, how about we get into this show here, folks? Like I said, I'm, I'm sort of, it's been a clusterfuck of a week here. So bear with, but we'll kick off here the odds and ends of the show. Well, to start things off, uh, another Ice Wars competitor has signed. Patty Wack, Keegan McGraw has signed on with the Carolina Thunderbirds of the Federal Hockey League. So another 
Uh, you know, he'll, another animal for the zoo. We'll see with, uh, Schmidt and Amesbury and the boys, uh, floating around down there. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but yes, another one has joined. And, uh, if you're interested in learning more about Keegan McGraw, um, I interviewed him a while back and we got his whole, you know, his history and his story and where he comes from and all that. And, uh, so if you're interested in that, definitely check out the, uh, back catalog and, uh, uh, off the top of my head, I'm not, I can't remember what episode number it was, but it's everything's titled and stuff. Just scroll down. You'll find it. But, um, yeah, so good luck, sir. Um, yeah, he sent me today. He just said he had, he sent me a quick text saying he's at work, but he had just to let me know he signed and blah, blah, blah. So that's cool. Um, hopefully I'm assuming obviously his shoulder is healed and ready to go if he's already signing. So, um, yeah, cause I know he got hurt mid fight there, uh, at Ice Wars too. So, um, hopefully we see a healthy paddy whack and, uh, let's see what he can do. You know, he's an old goalie too. So, you know, maybe if they, if they, uh, you know, if they, if they need a, a, a quick backup, he's, he's there too. So, uh, double threat, but, uh, good luck to you, sir. And, uh, looking forward to checking you out. And for those, um, you know, Daniel Ainsbury making the big name, um, you know, f- with his big KO there at Rough and Rowdy, I see that's been all over social media. And of course he's playing for the Danbury Hattricks and, uh, he's laid out some beatings this year. Um, folks, that's the one thing with the Federal League. Um, it, every game it's, is free on YouTube. Um, yeah, they, they live stream all their games. So if you're interested, uh, yeah, hit up YouTube and, uh, and, and check out a game. And, uh, like I said, Justin Schmidt's in Columbus and, uh, Amesbury's in Danbury. And now you got Keegan McGraw over in, uh, Carolina. So, uh, yeah, some interesting things afloat in the Federal League if you want to check that out. Um, also, well, actually, what this brings me up, um, with the Federal League, and there's also a Southern Pro League, um, <clears throat> way back when, I don't know why, probably because I had some of the guys on and I was just doing it to promote the show. Um, but these Facebook groups, of course, I've talked about Alex Page, the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook, as well as there's a Hockey Fights and Brawls page that I'm also a member of. And that is actually where I post my episodes and promote my show. But I also put up pictures and topics. And actually, I get a lot of topics from those groups, you know, some good, some bad, but whatever. Um, but those are like the closest thing you're going to get to a fight message board these days are these fight groups. And, um, I'm always looking for a new outlet to sort of advertise the show. Um, so I had actually joined, uh, and I quickly sort of re- realized the, the, the error of my ways, but these unofficial, they call them unofficial. It's like the unofficial federal hockey league trash talking board. Same thing with the Southern pro one. Anyway, Alec and I were talking about them the other day. All oh, these groups are just like I like I said I joined because if I had Keegan on or Amesbury or something I I put their episode up in the group you know hopefully because hey there's Danbury fans in there maybe they'll check out my show right um but it's like and I I've, I've scrolled the board a couple times and it was just like it's just embarrassing it's like it's it's like these are grown adults talking shit about players and team like it's the us and we crowd and I mean like I said I it's just it. I've always said on this, it's, that's a mindset that I can't wrap my head around like this whole, but anyway, um, you know, I had mentioned that, you know, Keegan McGraw had signed with Carolina or somebody had mentioned that he'd signed in Carolina and, and, um, I was going to comment that, Hey, if you want to know more about him, you should check out my show and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want to hear these guys like shit talking him. And it's like, 
Okay, well, first of all, I can guarantee you wouldn't say it to him in the parking lot when he's standing there. And like the one guy's like, well, because the Carolina put out a press release. Oh, we got an ice warrior from Ice from Ice Wars. He signed with us. Are you really an ice warrior if you lose? This is this guy's comment. And it's like, so I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, the guy fucking, how big are his nuts, man? Like he signed up, he stepped in the ring on pay-per-view and fought on the ice. Like, who the fuck are you to, really? You're going to knock him for that? And you go, yeah, but hey, buddy, don't you understand what the trash talking site is? And I'm like, oh no, I I get it, you know, but I and I like, oh, he must not. And then he's talking to some other guy. He's like, yeah, this guy must not know what trash talking is. I'm like, no, I get what it is in person, but doing it on a computer is just fucking embarrassing. Like I said to the guy, like, would you st- would you go tell Keegan McGraw when he gets off the bus from Carolina that you know you're a loser and all? No, I can guarantee you wouldn't do it to his face. So. You know, and I get it, that's the name of the group, the trash talking group. So I mean I guess I should have been more aware of what of what goes on. And not and again, none of this was surprising to me because I mean I've been on these fight mess boards since the internet started. So I mean I've seen every type of keyboard tough guy you can imagine. Um which will lead me someday to I will tell you a funny keyboard tough guy story. Um where you meet them in person and it's amazing how they're not so tough after that. Um which is my whole point of these guys aren't going to say shit if their mouth was full of it if McGraw's standing in front of them. So it's just like embarrassing. I'm like, that you're grown adults. Like I could see like 14 year olds talking shit on like Instagram or something, but it's like you're a grown adult talking shit. Like it's just, and like in the Southern pro thing, there's some Wade, he's a fucking loser. Like you guys are clowns. Like, oh, just embarrassing. But again, but the guy's like, I guess this group's not for you, bud. I'm like, yeah, okay, bud. Yeah, I love that bud line. Uh, yeah. I'm like, no, it's clearly not because, you know, <laughs> I'm actually an adult. You know, so, okay. Yeah, so I'll leave me to say I left the group. But, yeah, I was just, I this has neither here, neither here nor there. But I'm just like, there are legitimate, like, groups for just idiots to be keyboard. Like, oh, okay. But then these people just sit and argue, like, Who's got better fans and just like, well, who cares? Like, uh, whatever. But yeah, so stay clear of the FPHL trash talking site. Oh, embarrassing. Oh, anyway. Oh, this episode's off to a real hot start. Let's make it even hotter here. Let's, like I said, we're Oh yeah, now I'm gonna drop them on the floor. Let's open up these, these hockey cards here. The, the infamous 1990. Score hockey cards. See, we'll see if we can get uh, Eric Lindros was the was the big deal back then. Future superstar. Everybody was looking for him. So let's see who we got. I got to get until I'm sitting in the dark here. So let's get in the light here. Brad Shaw, Rick Zombo, Bernie Nichols, Broadway Bernie, Doug Huda. Doug was an old rugged blue liner. The Speedster card, Mike Gartner. Oh, there we go. Speedster Mike Gartner. Oh, Wayne Gretzky, record breaker. Oh, another Wayne Gretzky card. The Bill Masterson, Gord Kluzak card. Theron Flurry. There you go. No need. 
Phil Bork, John Drews, Tim Kerr, old Tim Kerr, standing in front of the net, 50 goals. Like how many power play goals did he have that one year? Unbelievable. Thomas Sandstrom, I think he's still got Dave Brown's stick tattooed to the side of his face. Shell Samuelson and Paul McLean. Oh, wow. What a gem of a pack that was. Where's the garbage can? Where is it? Here we go. And they go. Well, that was a that was a, that was fairly non-eventful pack break. Boy, oh boy. Um, well, let's let's quickly move away from that, shall we? Um, oh, and uh, well, like I said, I'm not going to talk for too long tonight. I want to get it. Actually, I really want to get into this Phantoms list. I'm really excited for that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is just a little thing that actually came up today. It uh, started kind of this morning. I was on Facebook as I was sort of, um, you know, sitting here in the morning light as the sun was coming up at 6 a.m. And, um, and uh, you know, I was like I said, I didn't go to work today. Um, so I just sort of was, I was just sitting in the basement uh, while actually looking out our window and, uh, you know, in the chair, uh, just scrolling my phone and bullshitting. And, um, of course, somebody put up the video and it's the Colt Nor. Milan Lucic fight, um, March 4th, 2010, um, pretty solid go back and forth, uh, while Orr kind of takes over and ends up breaking Lucic's nose, and, uh, they go for about 35 seconds, and then they separate, and I think it's the one a lot of people have talked about, they separate, uh, like, kind of a mutual thing, like, mid-fight, all of a sudden the fight, they just kind of let go, and they're kind of standing there, and then they kind of start squaring off again, and, uh, Lucic kind of backs up a little bit and the linesmen come in and break it up. <clears throat> well, of course, the title of the, of the YouTube channel or the, of the YouTube clip that's put up is Lucic hides behind ref. It's like, oh, okay. You know, um, so I was just like, well, and they're like, oh, if you listen to the announcers and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, I guess, um, it's a clip they should have Don Cherry. Uh, well, he must have been doing an NBC game or something. Um, cause it's not on Hockey Night Canada, it's a different one. It's when he was on NBC or on Fox or whatever the hell he used to show up on. Um, and he's just like blasting Lucic for like being gutless and hiding behind the ref and quitting and all this. And it was like, and I laugh at all, a bunch of these people commenting, like, of course, no, you know, it's amazing how commentators and stuff have just control over these people's thoughts. Like I said, do you, any of you guys have any original thoughts? Are you just going to parrot what the announcer said or, you know, what Cherry said, like, just watch the video for yourself. What do you see? And of course this guy's like, okay, bro, you must be a big Bruins guy. I love that one. Yeah. Because having like just any common sense, he's, oh, he was clearly, Lucic was clearly scared. Well, he's already fought or had his nose broken and stood there and took all his punches. And at that point, what's there to, he's already fought him for 35 seconds. What's there to be scared about at that point? If he was scared, he wouldn't have fought him in the first place. Dumb shit. But he's already fought him. And like, I'm a Bruins fan. What, is, what does that mean? I'm a Bruins fan. Like, no, I'm not a fanboy goof like you. I can, I have no fear. I, I like Orr and I like Lucic. I like both of them. This has nothing to do with that. Do I think Lucic went and hid behind the refs? No. Do I think he was really anxious to re-engage? No. Yeah, at that point he had his nose broken. Has anybody been smacked in the nose or had your nose broken? Your eyes are watering and you're not exactly gung-ho to do too much. But he got it broken mid-fight, and he still didn't turtle or go down. He's, yeah, I mean, 
obviously Orr took over the fight. I'm not saying Lucic was in it. It was a draw or anything. Like, no, Orr beat him, obviously. But most guys would have turtled or covered up or wrestled or tripped him or brought him down. No, Lucic stood there, took it all. Um, so I don't, like, okay, and but you still want to shit talk him. All right. And old Ronnie there, he's just like, oh, he's a quitter. Oh, okay. Killer Ron. He's a quitter. Okay, well, he didn't quit. He stood there and fought him the whole time. Then they separated. Oh, because I get it. Oh, because Don Cherry. Cause, and I like Don I love Don Cherry. But if you go and listen, he sounds like an idiot in this clip. Like, just shit-talking Lucic, calling him a disgrace to the Bruins and stuff. It's like, what are you... Jesus, Don, what are you talking about? Like, just... Oh, he's yelling at the refs to break it up. It's like, what? Like... Uh, okay. I mean, I like Dawn and everything, but I'm like, he's dead wrong on this one. Like, okay. Like, Lucic is a disgrace. Like, that's a little stiff, but, but old Ronnie here, clearly the, the uh, guy going back and forth with me clearly doesn't like Lucic and that's whatever. I don't care. That's fine. And th- then he starts posting like Lucic losing to Dalton Prout and all that. I'm like, I, what? what? Do you think sending me YouTube clips about with Lucic losing is, like, going to bother me? Like, again, what are we, five years old? Like, holy fuck, dude, you're embarrassing. Like, squirrel, like, way to stay on track. I'm like, okay, do you want me to sh- put a bunch of videos of Colt Moore getting dropped or when he sucker punched Tutu? Like, do you want me to do that? Like, are we going to be five years old on the playground? My dad can beat your dad up? Like, what are you doing? Like... Like I told him, why why don't you use your own thoughts and, and on this instead of just parroting what's what the announcers say? Um, you know, did Lucic go grab the ref and dive behind him? No, like he's trying. He's he's standing there. He stands there. He leans forward once and then he starts back like backing up and circling like they're gonna square off again. Like, am I saying he's rushing back into the fight? No, he does have a broken nose, and he's already fought for 35 seconds and taken a ton of shots. He's still standing, again, but you want to yell, he's a quitter. Oh, okay, he's a quitter, I guess, then. Like, it's just like, where do these people come from? Just like, like they're ever, they're, it's amazing how people just get influenced. And then these guys are all going on and on about how the Bruins announcers are trying to make this sound like it was a close fight and it's pathetic and Lucic got his ass kicked. And Okay, so basically you're taking your... You you don't like Lucic because of the announcers. Okay, that would be like I hate every New York Ranger ever because of Sam Rosen. What, does that make any sense at all? Like just, okay... Or you're the big leaf guy, I guess. So you, like I said to Ron, I said, did Lucic like not sign your mail, like lunchbox out in the parking lot one day or something? Like, I, I, get, I get not liking a player. Okay, that's fine. But to sit there and call him a quitter and all this shit and he's a cheap shot artist and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, okay. Whatever. I, I guess so. But it was just like so embarrassing. Like, God. It's like these guys just have like zero thoughts of their own. It's like just, but it's amazing. I've seen it for years. How people are just, they're so influenced by what the announcers say. Like, they just have no thoughts of their own. It's its unbelievable. But anyway. You know, I apologize, folks. Like, I've, in, you know, these topics are kind of lame and whatever. And But like I said, I my mind has been elsewhere, obviously, for the last few days. And I just kind of wrote little things down here and there. But... 
Um, to be completely honest, no, I did not put a huge amount of research and effort into this episode. Um, I will do better in the future, I promise. And now, a message from our sponsors. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That wasn't enough excitement. You can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at even a bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. But I think this should be fun, though. The, this last bit here, we're doing the top five Philadelphia Phantom tough guys of all time. And this list was sent to me from Kyle, and I appreciate that. Um, and I I got this off a of vlog. Okay, well, he doesn't. they don't really say. All right, here's the link. Well, we'll just click on it here. And, um, yeah, like I said, I don't, uh, I don't read these ahead of time because I want to discover them with you. So let's get into this. And the Philadelphia Phantoms, I mean, what a great organization. Um, you know, they, uh, man, there were some tough, tough cats that skated through Philly. That's for sure. And I mean, and at the time, I mean, when they played in the old spectrum right across the street there, um, they drew huge crowds. And I'm, I remember talking to guys from Philly, well, Dan, from the old Obey the Puck show. I mean, he used to go to a lot of Phantom games, and I remember him telling me, like, oh, yeah, like, the, the crowd energy was unbelievable. And especially, the, like, those games against Hershey and shit. Like, that was wartime, man. Um, but, yeah, what a what a cool franchise. I love their logos. I lo- Their logos. I love their jerseys and stuff, the little Phantom jerseys. Those were sweet. Um, yeah, well, let's get into it here. Um, Philadelphia Phantoms were around from... 1996 to 2009, 2008, two Calder Cups, um, has a history of tough toughness uh, that will match their uh, older brother in the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, some player, Todd Fedoric, Dennis Bonvey, Craig Brunel, Garrett Burnett, Mark Clack, Andre Payette, uh, Matt Claxon, PJ Stock, to name a bunch of players, Francis Belanger, the list goes on and on. But here we decided to come up with the top five. <clears throat> it wasn't easy. And uh, you had to play over 100 games. But here is our top five. And, of course, like with any list, uh, it's you can always flip-flop. And I'm sure we missed a few. But I think you'll be happy with this list. All right. Um, well, let's get into it here. Top five Philadelphia Phantom Fighters of all time. Number five. At six foot two, two 215 pounds, Josh Gratton, who played 124 games of the Phantom, picked up 557 penalty minutes and had 67 fights. Uh, his big season coming in the lockout season of 2004-2005 when he played 57 games and had 40 fights. Um, had memorable battles, multiple fights with Dennis Bomby and uh, one of the greatest hockey fights of all time versus Brian McGratton, Colt Nor, Ryan Vandenbush, Ray Emery, which was a wild affair, and Brandon Walsh, to name a few. Um, yeah, I, Josh Gratton, well, that's a great pick. I love Josh Gratton. He's awesome. Um, I agree that fight with Brian McGratton, uh, might be one of the best hockey, well, not might be, it is one of the best hockey fights I've ever seen. It is on my YouTube channel. 
Um, also the fight with Colton Orr in Providence, again, great fights. Um, but definitely go look up those two fights. Look up Josh Gratton versus Brian McGratton and Josh Gratton versus Colton Orr. You will not be disappointed. Um, Josh, yeah, Josh Gratton was awesome. Toe to toe. Um, huge fan of Josh Gratton. There's another guy just good. Not only those two fights that I named there, but just to go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, Josh Gratton, you will not be disappointed in that one. Um, all right. Number four. Ah, former guest. Yes, Pete Vandermeer. Check out that. Sh- I've had Pete Vandermeer on. Uh, definitely go back and check out that interview. He was a great interview. Uh, told some great stories. Uh, you will not be disappointed in that interview. Definitely check out my Pete Vandermeer interview. Uh, Pete Vandermeer, under- undersized but fearless at 5'11", 205 pounds. He played 209 games. Had 1,046 minutes of penalties along with 65. They got 65 fights. Um... Yes, 95 fights. Oh, pardon me. Um, 2000, oh, 2002, 2003 had 38 fights. Sean Thornton, Trevor Gillies, uh, Jeremy Yablonski, to name a few. Pete Vandermeer was undersized but fearless and definitely a fan favorite in Philadelphia. Um, along with his brother, Jim. I guess we could have done a, yes, he could have done a comp with the Vandermeer brothers, Jim and Pete. I think that whole family's tough. Um, like I said, I had Pete on my show. He was a great guest. Um, undersized guy, but just his fight card, unbelievable. He, like Bugard and all those guys, he fought everybody. Um, yeah, um, uh, you know, what more is there to say about Pete Vandermeer? Uh, you know, all of them came out of Red Deer. I remember watching him play here against the Blades. Um, you know, it was cool to see him get some NHL. T- got a couple NHL games, but yeah, played, uh, you know, started in the UHL in the, with the BC Iceman and, yeah, he, he was, um, like I said, that whole family, Jim, Jim is another guy. I mean, he obviously got the most NHL time, but he was tremendous to watch fight too. I mean, they'll just go at it. And, uh, yeah, Pete Vandermeer, good call. Number three, <laughs> Francis Lassard. There you go at six foot three, 235 pounds. Uh, crazy Lassard, two, 202 career games, 997 penalty minutes, 65 tilts. Um, his big season came in 1999-2000 where he had 35 fights and 460 minutes of penalties. Um, fighting the likes of Terry Ryan four times. Great wars with Scott Parker twice. Uh, Aaron Downey, Rocky Thompson, and Darcy Hortichuk to name a few. Um, yeah. Um, the Parker fights were really good. But yeah, th- those are two fights um, that you should definitely look up. Are the fights with Aaron Downey. Uh, when Downey's playing for Norfolk, uh, and Rocky Thompson. He fights Rocky again when Rocky's with Peoria and he's with the Wolves, I believe. But history of hockey fight has it. It's, uh, but his fight, um, against Rocky when Rocky's in Hershey, um, is unbelievable. Like just like two lefties and just dropping bombs. Um, I've had multiple guys on my show talk about Lassard and, um, you know, he's sort of a polarizing figure. I mean, he does have the rep of kind of jumping guys or cheap shotting guys. I know, you know, Morassi said that, Parsons has said that, a bunch of guys have said it, um, Segroy said it. Um, you know, and you know, and they're playing against him, so whatever. And I and I think the sentiment always has been with Lassard is they always say it's too bad because they're like that that dude's so tough, he doesn't need to do that. Like he's tough enough that he can just square up. I mean we, everyone sees out, you know, lefty and big and just strong and like the guy's just jacked and, um, yeah, but he is definitely fearless. Like his fight card is unbelievable. And 
complete action fighter toe to toe. Like I'm a big fan of Francis Lassard. Um, yeah, he's a bad dude, man. And, but, and again, there's another guy. I mean, you watch, you put in a Francis Lassard fight DVD, you are not disappointed. And like I said, big dude, left-handed. But uh, yeah, definitely check out those fights with Downey and uh, Rocky Thompson. You will not be disappointed. Um, well, that's a sharp three, top three, so or three list so far. Number two. Well, there you go. Stone Cold Steve McLaren, six foot, two hundred twenty-seven pounds, one hundred sixty-four career games, six hundred forty penalty minutes with the Phantoms, along with sixty-one tilts. Um, had the battle with Scott Parker, the infamous battle with Scott Parker with his nose shattered. He kept coming, picking up the W. Moose Morissette, Justin Hawking, and Kip Brennan knockout to name a few, along with Steve Parsons. Um, yeah, I mean Steve McLaren. I mean, I know Mike Segroy has said McLaren was the toughest guy. Um, I believe they fought when he was in Wooster, I believe. Um, but yeah, well, and it's funny that they even mentioned the fight with Parker because um, that, going back to the old fight message board days, that is the most probably one of the most hotly contested uh, fight, fights of all time. Um, you know, with the McLaren camp and the Parker camp and who won and... Um, I've always, and I'm a big fan of both guys. I'll start with saying that it's not a slight to either guy. Um, the fact that Par- or McLaren could even like stand, who even I remember even Parker was saying like he couldn't believe McLaren even just stood so was standing, let alone like coming at him after he landed that punch. Um, I know he ended up breaking his nasal, like broke McLaren's nasal cavity or something. McLaren missed time after that fight. I know that uh, missed like a bunch of weeks. I mean he got he got it. But yeah, he is all like Parker drills him, and then McLaren just does on keeps coming like on all offense. He doesn't land anything like what Parker landed, but I mean he's staying busy and he's he's definitely the aggressor at that point. So I mean it was an unbelievable like that shot he took. I still can't believe it that he stayed up upright. <coughs> but as far as like oh well, who won the fight? Well, I'm like I don't know. I've always said isn't the I, I, okay, I'll put it. I've always said to people, I put it this way: Who would you rather have been at, after that fight was over? Well, Parker, obviously, because Parker didn't miss a shift. Well, then I would say Parker probably won the fight. Would you not say? Uh, McLaren might have landed more punches to the shoulder and the side of the head and everything else, and 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 had you know, and good for him for staying in the fight and unbelievable. But when you end up missing weeks after a fight, I would think I wouldn't claim victory. That's just me. Um, if you want to give him the win on, on points, I guess. But Parker landed the best punch and McLaren landed the, the most punches, I guess we'll put it that way. But yeah, that was one of the fights that goes down in uh, uh, fight board uh, history as uh, yeah, one of the most argued fight. I mean, there would be pages and pages when that fight got brought up. Even to this day, if you bring that fight up, it ends up being, you know, multiple, multiple replies and everyone has their their take on it, but, um, at, at the, at the end of the day, it's two tough guys and they hammered each other and, you know, and you know, who won the fight fans. How's that? How's that for a cheesy answer? Do you know who the winners were? Us. But, um, but yeah, McLaren just, he's one of those guys. He's just like, he's built like a refrigerator. You can just tell he's, he, he reminds, he's like, he reminds me of twist in a lot of ways. Um, although while well, I will say he probably has a better chin than twist, but he's just like the, I mean, in this in this kind of the way he just I don't know what it is. There's something about him. He just he's big and bulky, and I don't know what he just reminds me of Twist in, in some ways. Um, 
But yeah, just what what Boris was saying, tough dude. I did have a guy that listens to my show. I don't. Uh, I for, forgive me for I forgot now because it's been a while since we talked. But I, apparently, he works construction with McLaren back in North Bay. Or knows him or something. And he was like, yeah, do you want to get him on the show? I was like, are you shitting me? I'm like, I'd love to have McLaren on the show. Because he has like zero social media presence. So it's not like, oh, I'll get a hold of him on Facebook or something. If anybody out there in the sound of my voice knows Steve McLaren, absolutely. I would love to have him on the show. Um, yeah, but uh, there we go. Number two is Stone Cold. Number one, uh, there, <clears throat> there we go. Frank, the animal by Lois at six feet, 235 pounds. Played 156 games with the Phantom, 555 penalty minutes, six tilts. Was probably the most popular Phantom fighter of all time, rivaling Eric, not only fighter but player as he rivaled Eric Lindros in popularity in Philadelphia. Uh, I've heard people say that before. I, okay. I, well, I mean, there's no doubt he is a fan favorite in Philadelphia. Um, I don't know if he's as popular as Lindros was, but okay. Um, I, I dig the sentiment anyway, but yeah, he is, uh, I think he still kind of lives around the area. Um, I'm a huge Bialoas, but he had the long hair. He had the whole WWF vibe, the long hair with the Undertaker, and, you know, big kind of bodybuilder, thick dude. And, um, you know, wasn't much of a player, but he knocked his shit out of you. And, uh, yeah, what, oh, I'm sorry, I just started rambling, but I didn't read the rest of it. Uh, will be remembered for his three great playoff fights with Rocky Thompson, Aaron Downey, uh, his battle with Troy Crowder, as well as, uh, Terry Ryan. Oh, the Terry Ryan one, I will, uh, if you go on YouTube and just look up Terry Ryan Frank Bialoa's story, it's about a stripper and the whole deal. Uh, Terry tells it, uh, I believe on his podcast, he tells the story, or it's, he's on a podcast. Uh, when he tells the story about his run-in with Bialois and a stripper and all that shit. Look it up. It's hilarious. It's a great story. Terry tells great stories. Uh, but definitely look that one up. It's on YouTube. The uh, soundbite from it. Um, but him and him and Terry have a great fight. Um, but yeah, Bialois, yeah, he, he dropped Crowder when Crowder was back in Hershey. Uh, towards the end of his career. But uh, but yeah, the three fights with Rocky in the, in the Calder Cup playoffs. Um, Rocky wearing the terrible bucket in St. John's. Um, but yeah, man, long hair, like I said, had a whole like kind of undertaker vibe to him. Didn't take any shit, was serious about his business. Um, there was no laughing and joking and we'll work out in the summer, bro. Bum taps. No, Bialois was fighting to knock your head off. Same with McLaren. Actually, with all these guys, now that I'm looking at it, like McLaren, Lassard, Jesus, actually, as I'm saying it back out loud, man, man, oh man, the phantoms. I mean, I knew they had tough guys and this list is just illustrates that in spades, but uh, when just the first like Lassard, McLaren, and Bialo whoever wrote this list, that's a good list, I agree with you, um, but just those top three just hair trigger tempers serious, uh, every time they dropped the gloves, they were looking to do damage and and they were serious about their business and it was um, like I said, it was bum taps and bro hugs and the code, bro, like, no, it was, you're on our, I'm going to fuck you up and that's how we're going to do it. And, uh, yeah. And they, and they put the fear of God into people. And like I said, you have, when you have Mike Segroy, I wasn't going to say he's scared, but when you have Mike Segroy saying like, yeah, you're the baddest dude, you're the baddest dude. And cause Segroy is a bad dude and fought everybody. And even he was just like, holy fuck, McLaren's next level, dude. So yeah. And, um. But yeah, you got McLaren and Bialois and 
and uh, and Lassard and Gratton and Vandermeer and like oh I said like yeah like that list goes like uh, Riley Cote, uh, Tristan Grant, uh, McIsaac, Bolleris, Francis Belanger, Ben Eager. I mean, you know, like and then would they say Bonvi and Burnett and those guys? I mean, Phantoms always had unbelievable teams. Um, I remember getting those DVDs. And they're awesome. The Phantom DVDs were always good. Um, actually, speaking of another, I was going to say with McLaren and the whole, I, I, I believe, and I've seen clips of it. It's been so long ago. I can't, re- I remember seeing clips of it. But I believe McLaren fought Lindros in Flyer Camp. I think Lindros beat him, actually. Don't quote me on that, though. But I I think that's how I remember it. And it but anyway, because I remember they asked Lindros about it after, and he was just like, well, he got his five minutes of fame or whatever. So, um he seemed pretty annoyed by it, but you know, it's camp. So McLaren's trying to make a name. So, you know, Lindros, the biggest dude, right? Um, I don't know if they just got into it with like kind of pushing the shovel with their sticks or if they actually fought. I think they fought. Um, I won't, it's too late. It's like 1030 at night. I'm not going to pause it and go look on YouTube, but I'm sure it's, it's somewhere. Cause obviously I saw it. Um, but I can't, I can't remember offhand the details, but I remember something happening with those two in camp anyway. But anyway, I'm rambling here. It's late. Um, Anyway, folks, I am sorry to shudder. Look at this, under an hour. Holy, fastest episode ever. Um, I want Again, I want to apologize. I know I was herky-jerky and scrambly and all over the place tonight. Like I said, my mind is other places. Um, uh, like I said, we're going through some stuff here. Uh, you know, hopefully my wife here, they figured they figured out what the problem is. And uh, the meds are going to heal her and she's back on the back on the road to recovery, and of course, you know, not only that, but of course, as a school teacher, you know, she got the Christmas show coming next week, and blah, Christmas in general, and, you know, hell, we just put up the tree yesterday, for God's sake, that's how behind we are, um, you know, but we got, it's Christmas, right, everybody knows what that's like out there, the silly season, and running around, and trying to get everything ready, and a potluck at work, that they got to do, you know, blah, 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 so yes, um, so, Doing a, uh, I, I the podcast unfortunately got kind of put on the back burner, but um, I hope you guys enjoyed it anyway. At the very least, get you something to listen to um, on your commute or in your cubicle at work or wherever you happen to be listening to this show. Um, the fact I always say, and I I know I always say this and whatever, but um, again, I I truly want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this show. I know there are hundreds and hundreds, thousands of podcasts to listen to, hundreds of hockey podcasts. Um, the fact that you chose to take time out to listen to my show, um, I'll always be, I'm grateful for that and very humbled by it. And, uh, and again, I really want to thank everyone who reached out and, um, you know, sent, uh, sent the well wishes for my wife and everything. And, uh, you know, just, Hey, or how are you holding up? How is everything? And, you know, and, uh, from a lot of the listeners and stuff. And I, and I appreciate that guys. I really do. And, uh, and like I said, it, uh, with the internet it, and, uh, I've always said, well, I'm amazed at the podcast when you're sitting here. I'm here. I am in my basement at 1030 on a Tuesday night in the dark and kind of just looking up my window talking. And, uh, the fact that there's someone in the UK or in, you know, wherever out in the, you know, Dubai or whatever, right around the corner in Regina or, you know, whatever, listening to the show, it, um, it, it blows my mind that it's, you know, the, well, the worldwide reach, um, you know, and there are a lot of guys that I know that listen to the show that, I communicate with on, uh, if not daily, at least a few times a week. 
send text messages or, or direct messages on social media to each other. And, uh, and I love it. It's great. And I love talking to you guys and I love all the ideas that you guys send and, uh, or the feedbacks from the shows. And, uh, yeah, like I said, if you're on social media, drop me a line. It's fourth line voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook, send me a direct message. Tell me what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show, what you want to hear, what you think would be a good idea. I'm always up for ideas. Believe me, if you have ideas, send them my way. Cause that, that makes my life a lot easier, right? After 267 episodes, believe me. Uh, yeah, I'm getting tapped here. So yeah, if you could, uh, if anyone out there has got something, I'd love to hear from you. Hey, and like I said, if you want to come on the show, it's like, oh, I want to talk. I'd love to talk about this. I would blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ab- here, record. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, if anybody wants to come on the show and talk about something like, don't, Hey, I'll come on the show. And then when I ask, what do you want to talk? Well, I don't know. It's your show. Well, that doesn't really help me. Um, you know, but if you have a couple of ideas or you grew up in wherever, you know, you grew up in Kentucky and went to the Thoroughblades games and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Or you were in Ontario and you went to all the Peterborough Pete's games for the last 25 years. And you want to talk about that or like Jordan the other day when he talked about the Quebec league. I'm all ears, man. Like, I'll hit record and I'll talk to anybody. I always enjoy having fellow fight fans on. And like I said, everyone has a story. And all, everyone and everyone's story differs from the location that you were in. And some people were junior people and some people were minor leagues and some people were NHL people, depending on where you grew up. So, And everyone has stories and, uh, you know, interactions with players or what they saw or whatever. And I love hearing about that stuff. And I know from the ratings and from people listening to the show, I know obviously others enjoy listening to that as well. So um, absolutely, if you have something, a story to tell or, you know, you just want to get on and bullshit about certain guys or uh, how about this topic and we should debate this, absolutely. Like I said, drop me a line. If you're not on social media, email me, hockeyfights, all one word, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Drop me a line, send me an email. And like I said, good, bad, or otherwise, or if you just want to say... You want, you listen to the show and hey, you should do this guy for a player spotlight and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Like I said, love hearing from all you guys. And, uh, yeah, please. Absolutely. The, 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 the phone lines are always open, as they say in the old radio business. But, uh, anyway, guys, I am going to get out of here. I'm going to go shower and, uh, well, I got to upload this shit first, but then I got to go shower and get ready to go to work at 5 a.m. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. I really want to thank you for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back Sunday. I don't know. I'm not going to say i got to get a guest or whatever. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows these last crazy weeks. I don't want to say. I, don't, I have no idea what's going to happen, so we'll see. But uh, at any rate, I will be talking to you on Sunday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 